Family from the Heart Podcast, episode number 333. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. Stephanie, how are you doing today? I'm very well. How are you? I am doing extremely well, thank you. I like how you had to top me. I'm very well, and you're extremely well. I'm sorry about that, dude. I'm doing almost as I'm okay. doing. I'm doing almost as good as you. Is that better? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> hey, it was better than the other one. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't say it today because, well, I'm in a little bit of a, a funk in the last two days. So. I know you have been. It, you know they come and go. We're gonna have to beat it out of you. That's all. It's gonna happen. That'll work. Yep. All right, so anyway, we are going to talk about all kinds of great things today. Uh, some, uh, we, we have a new favorite movie. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, something that we've uh, set up here for support of Family from the Heart as a podcast. And also, Twilight has something new related to its <laughs> book series. And a couple of you have sent us some questions, but Stephanie and I just got back from working out. Stephanie, thank you so much for allowing me to join you during your morning workout today and for going out of your way after you dropped the kids off of school at school to come back and get me. You're welcome. How was our workout? What, what did we do today? I was exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm ready for a nap. Can I nap? Let's Normally, nap. the when we're not working out with Joe, our personal trainer, we typically just do cardio. What's wrong? Yes. No, I... Okay. So, yes, we, yeah, which is difficult for me because I don't like cardio. Right. I seriously cannot stand cardio. Ingrid, who is watching via Periscope, asks, what kind of music do you listen to to get your heart rate up? Was that last week's episode that I played some samples of I don't know. workout music? I don't know if that was last week or not. Cliff, Cliff likes remixes. Yeah. Well, don't it, listen to Cliff's workout music. Ingrid, I played... But we did talk about that a couple weeks ago. If you listen to either last week's episode um, or episode number 330, one of those two episodes, I actually played samples of all the music that was on my playlist at the time. So yes. uh, I encourage you to check out those prior episodes. But and yeah. I, I listen to whatever I'm in the mood to listen to on any given day. This morning I listened to... Um, um, I have a live concert recording, um, Toby Mac, Alive and Transported. Mm-hmm. Awesome workout music. Yeah. Yeah. I added the song Barracuda from Heart oh my goodness. Okay. to my workout list. <laughs> nice. I was following some kind of men's health or something like that. And it's like, here are the top 10 uh, tracks that must be on your workout list. And well, actually, most of them shouldn't be on my workout list because I looked them up. Um <laughs> And uh, Chris is asking, do you get, do you mix up your workout routine so you don't get bored? Yes, Chris, we do. Um, one of the things that is interesting is that our personal trainer is always mixing things up with our strength training j- days. We always do this. We can tell you that on Tuesdays, we do um, chest. Chest and triceps. And triceps. But our trainer has us doing different sets of exercises every week so that our right. body doesn't get used to it. 
Every Thursday, we do legs and shoulders. And again, those are always different kinds of exercises that are working our legs and shoulders. And last night was off. Last night was weird. Last night was really off. We had to off. work out at a, dif- at a different day at a different time. And it was just weird and mm-hmm. off. And I didn't like it. Yep. And then on Saturdays, we work out with Joe and we do our back and biceps. That's our that's our focused muscles. And of course, we try to do core exercises, uh, you know, in between and and during those that those as well. But yes, it's always mixed up. And then when it comes to cardio, um, Stephanie, you tend to do a lot of elliptical. I do. Do you mix um, that up at, at all? I mix it up in that um, the levels that I do. OK, I'll I'll. Um, do a higher level with a slower pace or a lower level with a faster pace. Mm -hmm. But um, my foot is still giving me some problems where I sprained it over the summer. Yeah. So I'm not um, running on the treadmill just yet. Gotcha. Just because I'm, I'm trying to give that a little bit more time. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've been cleared by the doctor, but it's just, there are some days where it's just still really aggravating. Yeah. And, um, and so I'm not running on the treadmill yet, but, um, but I do switch it up in that way. Gotcha. And Very for- rarely do I use the bike because, um, I have short little legs and that seat never quite gets close enough for me <laughs> to, to do the bike comfortably. Right. Yeah. So for me, I, I do mix up my cardio. I sometimes will go out and cycle, uh, on my bike. I will sometimes go and do running on the treadmill, uh, elliptical. I've fallen in love recently with the Stairmaster. Uh, I'll even do jump rope and uh, walking lunges and all kinds of other stuff. And today's I'm not very good at jump rope. <laughs> today's workout was pretty intense. Uh, our trainer suggested he knew what what I've been working on in the off sessions when we're not working out with him. And he says, "Cliff, I've got a circuit for you." And he he suggested five minutes on the Stairmaster, then 100 push-ups. And then five minutes on the Stairmaster and then 30 pull-ups and then rest for two minutes. And then... Actually, it was chin-ups. I did pull-ups. Okay. You did chin-ups. Well, he suggested pull-ups. I did chin-ups. Oh. So I did it right. You did it right. And I you did, did it did my wrong. own. Yes. So, oh. and he says, and he says, and then do that three times. And I'm like, okay, game on. And that's what I went out to do today. And I did five minutes on the Stairmaster. I did 100 perfect form push-ups which I actually did more I did like the first set of perfect form push-ups I did 30 without stopping Mm -hmm. which was incredible uh then after that I got back on did another five minutes on the Stairmaster and I went and did 30 chin-ups and then you were on the Stairmaster so I went over and did cable crunches with 97 and a half pounds okay uh which I felt that in my core pretty good and then I did a second set. The only thing different in the second set is that the push-ups that I did during the second set, I did 100 of them, but I did them for my knees. Okay. I probably could have got about 30 or 40 push-ups out of four perfect form for push-ups, but I went ahead and just did them from my knees. Gotcha. And I got 100 of them in, and at the end of that second session or second set, it was already 45 minutes and I'm like, I don't have enough time to get back to here for this live show to do a third set. So I ended up doing that, but yeah, it was a great workout. I, my heart rate was hovering right around 162 beats per minute. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those of you who are younger and you think, well, that's not very high. Well, I'm 42 years old 
And if you go and do your calculations, you'll find that my heart rate was quite up there. So it was awesome. Good. I did. Um, I did one set of that, although I did um, 50 push-ups. Um, I knew that 100 would be pushing me mm-hmm. and to uncomfortable places. I'm already still sore or yeah, I'm, I'm still sore from, um, chest Tricep, and triceps. Tricep night. Yeah. And, um, Joe is evil. And so my shoulders are really sore from last night as well. Yep. And I'm like 50 push up. I'm going to fall on my face and knock my teeth out and I don't have time for that today. So I did 50 instead of a hundred gotcha. and, um, and I don't like the Stairmaster. So one set and I was like, you know what? That was enough for me. I'm good for that. And and I went and I did I did the the elliptical, but I gave it a try and it was a good it was a really good workout. Yeah. It really is. Um I wouldn't mind trying it again. Mm-hmm. And and doing and doing yeah. more sets. But yeah, we didn't have time for, for me to sit there and I re- you know what I liked about it? Um because my car- cardio days before that, I've been going to the gym and I've been doing like forty five minutes on the stairmaster. Which um, the other day, I, I hate when I run out of time, but my goal was 167 floors. I wanted to cr- climb 167 floors on the Stairmaster because that is the how many floors are in the tallest building in the world, which is right. the Burj Khalifa. And that, that's I wanted at the end of the workout to say I just climbed in you know whatever t- amount of time the the amount of floors that it would be in the tallest building in the world. But I only got to 135 floors, and then I had to stop because I had a call to take. And I, and I actually pushed myself to the limit. I had to take that call in my car in the parking lot. Right. Anyway, good stuff. Um, I posted today my quote on my workout selfie says, "Once you start, once you see results, it becomes an addiction." Mm-hmm. And I'm totally addicted. Very good. All right. Um, so we're going to talk real quickly about a movie that we recently saw. <laughs> real quickly. Um, and I've got to tell you that prior to seeing this movie. There has been a movie that Stephanie and I have had over the years. Actually, there's been two movies that are kind of... They've been your favorite movie. They, they're kind of go-to favorite movies that we could watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. Now, we've got lots of movies that we've seen together that we loved. But it's very rare that you come across a movie that you watch over it's and over again. It's very rare that Cliff comes across a movie that he watches over and over okay, again. Okay, Stephanie finds a lot of them. I, I'm more... I'm not as movie picky as you. So... To give you an idea of two movies that we could watch tonight and enjoy thoroughly, right? We could we could watch You've Got Mail tonight every time, and we would absolutely love every minute of watching it's, You've it's Got an adorable Mail. Adorable movie. Tonight we could watch The Wedding Planner. You love that movie, but do you agree? Could yeah. you you would enjoy, I would sit down and watch them and enjoy both of them. Both right? of those movies, we could watch them tonight, and we've seen each of those movies about twenty times each, probably. Probably you've got mail is a little bit more than that one than wedding right. planner, but I could watch those movies over and over again. We have a brand new movie to add to that list, Stephanie, yes. the intern. Yes, the intern. Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro, fantastic movie. Please go spend the ten dollars to see this movie while it's still in the theater. It is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And it's and, hilarious. It's endearing. It's, I just, I absolutely love this movie. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want to spoil the story. No, it, well, I mean, but here's what we can tell you is that it is a story about, I mean, just, we won't say anything more than what you see in the trailer. 
It's a story about a young female who is married who uh, happened to start a, 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 her own internet business and she become she it, it like skyrockets and becomes super popular and she becomes the CEO of her own company and um what i and then all of a sudden you know things are growing like massively Rapidly, and she, yeah. and she doesn't have experience as a CEO and then you have this guy who is Robert played by Robert De Niro who happens to be 70 years old he's in 70, the movie he's 70 he's retired he's yeah and 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 they start this outreach program for um senior interns and he becomes her intern and it is incredible i mean the story is incredible it is incredible i i saw the tra- i saw the trailer for this and i'm thinking that looks like a very interesting movie and i loved the i, I mean i like anne hathaway mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't love her as an actress but i i've liked everything i've seen her in um, you know, I, I'm not, I don't remember Robert De Niro and his big days of uh, early stuff, but I just like him as a, as a person when I've seen him on, on interview shows and stuff like that. I don't know how many of their shows, was he the Falkers in the Falkers? Meet the Falkers and is he the dad in that? I think he is. Yeah. Ben Stiller. Mo- so that's really Meet the Falkers and stuff like that. That's been my experience of Robert De Niro. Right. So I know that he was in a bunch of earlier movies where he's that, you know, plays a, you know, that that manly man yeah. kind of character and role and stuff. I just never got into, I wasn't into movies back then. But I knew that I liked him as an actor from from the movies that I did see. And, and I've seen him a lot on Jimmy Fallon and stuff like that. And I'm like. That looks like a great role for him. And the way they show him in just that mm-hmm. one scene, it's like, oh boy. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes, I've got to see that. And I thought that I would just enjoy it. And here's the deal. You said, I'm going to take Megan out to go see this movie. Well, Megan and I have wanted to see this movie since the very first time we saw a trailer, which was probably like back in April or May. Um, and, and so we've been waiting two seasons to, to watch, to see this movie. And... uh They've been showing trailers for it before it had, before it had a release date, mm-hmm. and um, and so yeah, I told you I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take Megan, and you're like, well, I want to see it, like, but we kind of we've had these plans for like six months, <laughs> yeah, and um, and, so and I wasn't and I, aw- and I wasn't available to be you, a third wheel that night, yes, and um, so you went, so and Megan saw and it. I went and saw the movie, and loved it so much that we took you and Matthew back the next night, and so. Megan and I have seen it twice. Well, that that was the interesting thing. We said we were going to go see this movie, and Matt's like, "I want to see yeah. that movie," and I'm like, "Seriously?" And he's like, "Yeah." That's and what I I um one of the things that I loved. Okay, so I went with my teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. My teenage daughter is sitting next to me. Thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Yep. There's a couple sitting next to me that was probably in their late sixties, early seventies. Thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I mean, this movie spans across so many different. Yep. Age groups in general. I mean, it was an incredible story. It was an incredible story. And it, yeah, it's a great movie. Yep. And, and I, and I could already go see it again. I could too. It, <laughs> I it, want, it I want to good. watch it again. It, it's, yeah. Yeah. This is one where as soon as we left the theater, I'm like, okay, when this comes out on Amazon, buying this. Right. You didn't even tell, I don't think, I think you, we were like halfway through when you leaned over and said, we're buying this when it comes yeah. out. Like, yeah. It was, so, it was incredible. Guys, go see The Intern while you can at the theaters. Hands down, great movie. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. 
Fantastic. All right. So, yes. While we're talking about things that we're watching, a couple weeks ago we were asked um, what new television we were watching. Yes. But we hadn't watched any new television yet. All right. I okay. know where this is going. So, well, first off, I want to say I've watched the next two episodes of Life in Pieces. Okay. Yeah, Life in Pieces. Still hilarious show. Absolutely hilarious. Love it. Um, it it's, it's a short little, it's a, you know, 30-minute show, sitcom, which is actually like... What, 23 when you skip the commercials anyway um still loving that show and megan and i saw a trailer we want to see that show so we sat down it was on the dvr we didn't have time to watch the pilot okay until last sunday we sat down and we watched the pilot and we fell in love i'm like oh this show's on tonight at 10 let's stay up and we can watch the second episode and it went off and we're like, oh, we have to wait a whole nother week to watch another episode. Yep. Like, why isn't this show on every night of the week? And Megan and I are now totally in love with Quantico. First two episodes have been hit out of the park. New show on ABC, Sundays at 10 o'clock. Fantastic story so far. I, I, How would you describe the movie or the, the show? How would I describe the what, show? Quantico, what is Quant- it? It, it is, there's been a terrorist attack in New York City, um, and it is someone who is in the FBI, and you're trying to find out who it is. Gotcha. Okay. Um, absolute, grabbed you right away. It's fantastic. Yeah, um, that's Jill, by the way. She said, love the show, grabbed me right away. Yes. And um, sometimes I can only see the bold mm-hmm, of the comment and not the it, shadowed of the... Yeah. Um, anyway, and the way they tell it, because they're telling it in two different, you really have to be, don't watch it while you're tired. You have to be paying attention because they're showing you present day what's happening right now, but they're also showing you from when the new recruits entered Quantico and when they went through training. And, and so you really have to pay attention because it's jumping back and forth so to your fill goal in is these to find two stories at the same time. As you learn these people who joined the FBI right. going through, you're, yes. you're trying to figure out who, which one of which them. Which one of them was a terrorist all along. Yeah. That, I mean, it is an excellent show. It sounds compelling. And I the, just the it's way a, that you guys rave about it, I, I just need to get onto Hulu, unfortunately. You have to, right, because I accidentally deleted the first episode. Actually, I don't even think it was accidentally. You told me you weren't interested. So we I, watched it yeah. and we deleted it. But um, I still have the second episode. So we just have yeah. to get on Hulu and watch the first. And, um, and I know Megan and I will both watch it with you. It, actually, I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put it on my list for this long weekend that we have. We got yeah. four day weekend coming up. Okay. I'm so excited to not have to wake up at six o'clock tomorrow. Yep. And um. But it's been a it's been a long time since a pilot has caught me right out of the park. I mean, it really takes like two or three episodes before I decide if I'm gonna watch a show or not. Right. And this one caught me straight away, and I was in love. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. I'm 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 gonna check it out this weekend. Awesome. All right. So uh, we were talking recently about Twilight uh, just last week. Yep. And I wasn't even aware of the fact that it was coming up on its tenth anniversary. I know. So I don't even think about that because I didn't enter into the Twilight world until the movie came out. Okay. And that that wasn't ten years ago. Right. <laughs> so. Well, anyway, Twilight is now 10 years old and Stephanie Meyer was asked to write some kind of new opening or a foreword or something like that 
for the 10th anniversary edition of the Twilight right. thing. And and she had written in the introduction of what she actually ended up doing that that sounded rather boring. <laughs> and she wanted to do something different. And one of the things that over the years that she said that has bothered her is when people say, you know, that that Bella Swan is just a damsel in distress. And she's like, no, that that's that's stupid. She's a human being in distress. Right. The fact is, is she's she, a seventeen-year-old girl. They're all in distress. Well, it, she, have you met one? Well, that's see, that's the point. That that's what she's saying. No, that's not what. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is she's a human being surrounded by the equivalent of superheroes. Mm-hmm. All right, and supervillains. Right. So you get the bad vampires, the good vampires, and and they're they're superhuman strengths. And of course, she's in a damsel in distress. But the, the reality is, is that the, the, the same would be true if she would have written the main character as a boy. And I guess this has been something that's I've never heard this argument before. I've never heard this complaint. I've never heard Neither any. Of, but she's the author of the story. Right. Must have come. It must have come up quite, quite often. Enough, right. And it's frustrated her to some point that she actually did something really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> She rewrote the entire story of the first book, completely rewrote it from beginning to end of the book of Twilight, reversing all of the rules of the genders. So if you can imagine... All of the rules of the genders? All of the rules have changed except for two people, Charlie and Renee, Charlie Swan and Renee, her mom. And she explains in the introduction why she didn't change that. But like... Um, Alice is Alice's character is now a boy. Um, uh, Carlisle is now a, a girl, and, and 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 it's it's confusing because I and it, but if you're reading it, and of course I've only read the first chapter and a half so far, right? And you're reading it, it's almost it's starting out word for word exactly. It's still the not same. in my Kindle, well, so you might want to go to the library and, and look at purchases. It would be right there. Okay. And if not, just help, ask me on. Because I, I clicked on the cloud and it's not there either. So okay, I'll I'll help you. Just remind me and and I'll help you. But anyway, you're reading it and it's word for word. I mean, everything's exactly the same. And so here's what I find so distracting. She's we're we're in the we're in the high school cafeteria and she's talking about those perfect looking people over there, right? And she's explaining them. And, and you're and saying I, she is in Stephanie, not he is in the character. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Stephanie. And and so she's explaining who all these people are. And I'm like, wait a second. Which one is Allison? Which one is, you know, Jasper? Don't try to figure that out. Just try to read the story for what she wrote it and then figure it out. Yeah. Don't try to do it while you're reading it. it, will, it well, the thing is, is, I was listening to the audio book at that True. point. If I was actually reading the words in the Kindle, I would have probably like, done what? Can, can you... Read and listen at the same time. You can, but at the time no, I was doing dishes. No, I'm asking you as you as a person. Can you read and listen at the same? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, and I did for the for the first half of the chapter, but okay. the second half of the first chapter, I was preparing breakfast and gotcha doing dishes and stuff like that, and so okay. it was it was just in the background, and so I was having a hard time trying to. It's like, wait, which one is that? You know, it's like, was that Alice or was that who was that? So. Very anyway, cool. it, but all these gender reversals and mm-hmm. and it's and and she even mentions like, you know, and trust me, I know how many of you wish I would have done Midnight Sun. I know. And my mom's let me know. <laughs> so uh, Stephanie Meyer's mom, please continue to hound her because we did not need this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in. I'll, I, I'm I will. Reading it. I will read it. Um, 
sometime. I, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'll let you know when I get it started. Once I get, once I start it, I'll read until I finish. I don't. Yeah. You know. Which by the I'll way, I'll probably finish before you. The, I don't think so. Where are you at now? Unless you're gonna just like dive right in and Duh. just read nonstop. I have a four-day weekend. There you go. You'll probably finish it before me then. (laughs) But anyway, here's the deal. I can tell you, uh, for those of you who are listening to our voice right now in Family from the Heart, if you did not know this, Stephanie and I have an entire podcast called the Twilight Saga Podcast. You can find it at twilightsagapodcast.com. Are you going to expect me to podcast on this? I would like to, I think. I just need to know going in. I think I would like to. just, Just like one time when we finish the book or... I don't know. Let's see. Let's read the first chapter and then see if you're interested in coming down and having a conversation about it. Okay. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Because I might reread the first chapter, especially that scene that I'm telling you about. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it, the, the audio book is horrible though, because it, it, it's a, it, the, or I, I fell in love with Twilight because of because of Ileana Kedushin who read the book right and she in my mind Kristen Stewart is not Bella Swan <laughs> Ileana Kedushin <laughs> is Bella Swan right um and Kristen Stewart does a I think she does a pretty good portrayal I, I like yeah. Kristen Stewart as Bella. she she did fine but you know in my mind she's not that character either yeah and Jill says, this is exciting. I would love a podcast about it. So check out our oh, Twilight Saga podcast if you haven't done so already. Awesome. Cool. And there might be a new episode. And there might be some new episodes. I've been See, actually- I said episode. You said episodes. <laughs> You're not being honest with me in what you want here. I I miss Twilight. I said I think I said you it last week. You say that week. all the time. You are such a dork. I I'm I'm sorry. I, I I miss the story, and you know what it is? Is it's fall. We had this. Con- I know, and that's the first time you read it. And I read it in the yeah. fall, and and it's yeah. now fall, and it's it's now twilight weather. Right. Like Megan, Megan was just talking the other day about how how when it turns fall, um, she automatically wants to hear Ed Sheeran mm-hmm. because that's the first time that she really you know we saw him in the summer. We saw him in August, and then. Um, and then all fall, she listened to um, the first album. Right. And so, yeah, she's like, it's fall. I, I, I want to hear Ed. And so, anyway. Yep. Awesome. So, I get that. All right. So, we have some questions that came in over the week. And these are, and it's, uh, let's see, the first one is from Aika. Okay. I asked her how to pronounce her name. So, thank you for letting me know, Aika. Anyway, um. It is. She asked the question. I know that you and Stephanie followed Dave Ramsey's baby steps to get debt free and building an emergency fund. Can I ask you how long it took to get out of debt? Also, did your family ever call into the show and do a debt free scream? Oh, we did not. We did not do the debt free scream. We did not. But we did announce on our podcast when we became debt free. Yes, we did. So that was exciting. But how long did it take us from the time ah. we were introduced to Dave Ramsey? And then becoming debt free. Okay, hold on. Give me a minute. Okay. Because we started Dave Ramsey when we were still living in the A frame. Yep. We were eight I know we were eighty seven thousand dollars. Eighty seven thousand dollars in debt. In unsecured debt. True, yes. Um and how old are you? Uh right now forty two. Okay, so I'm gonna say that we probably started when you were 30 or 31. Okay. Right? 
I don't know. I think I think you were 30 because when you turned 30, you started freaking out about not owning your own home and being so much in de- Do you remember this? Like I remember freaking out about like, money all the time. Well, no, hold on. But when you turned 30, you're like I'm a grown-up now and I have like nothing to show for it but debt. Right. Do you, you don't remember that? I, re- anyway. I remember having okay. that thought a lot. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um So I'd say we started when you were when you were 30. And um, we've been debt-free since 2007. So I can that's, confirm that in just a second. Because if I go to, by the way. I can to, tell you we became debt-free the year before you went full-time. And you right. went full-time in 2008. Yeah. So we've been debt-free You're, since September-ish, June-ish. It was, yeah, right around that. Because we did episode 56 of a show called My Crazy Life. It yeah. was called My Crazy Life at the time. Right. Today that show is called Pursuing a Balanced Life. But it was, uh, if you go to gspn.tv slash debt-free, one word, gspn.tv slash debt-free, mm-hmm. that will take you to a podcast episode that we did called Living Debt-Free. And it was recorded on January 8th, 2007. And we were almost... almost debt-free at that point so um so 2007 and it's currently 2008 so that's eight years right what what it's currently 2015 15 and that's eight years to to yeah so we've been debt-free for eight years we've been debt-free for eight years but how long did it take hold on i'm trying to figure that out okay i'm i'm standing by all right hold on it's taking me a while I feel like we need that. Do you remember three so XL? So, so four and a half, four and a half, five years, four and a half, five years. Okay, that sounds about right. I I do remember. Here's because what I, once we decided to do it, we were all in. Yeah, it, and it, it took us a while to get. Because what happened was I was introduced to Dave Ramsey and by our by friends of ours, and uh, Kevin and Sarah. Actually, it was Kevin Greiser that, that introduced me. And I remember listening to him on the radio and thinking, that guy's a nutcase. <laughs> he is a nutcase. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, I started to hear normal people like me calling in and telling their story about how they became debt free. And I'm like, wow, I wonder if this is possible. And then it's like, oh, wow, maybe this is possible. It's the first time I've ever heard this kind of thinking. And I went and got his book and I started to talk to you about him. And you thought, this is stupid. I still think he's a whack job. Just going to let, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. His his methods work. Um, I would use them every day. I do use them every day. Yep. Um, but I still think he's crazy. Yeah. So Stephanie wasn't on board right away. I don't remember. I, I think I kept talking to you and talking to you. And finally, you did you just agree to go to the live event with me? Or were you excited I, about going to no, the live No, I think event? I was dragged. I think I, so. I, I but I think th- I might not have been kicking and screaming, but I was probably screaming. <laughs> we went to a conference in Louisville. In Louisville, yeah, it was his total money makeover event. Right. Yep. And we both went there, and that's when you and after were that, in. and and after that, we signed up for um, Financial Peace University. Financial Peace University, and we did that, and, and th- then it was on because because he might be crazy. <laughs> which and i love i love him it's a great kind of crazy yeah i would even say that i'm that kind of crazy now mm-hmm. okay you live like no one else so that later on you can live like no one else yep. and look at our life we're living like no one else right and um we're doing things that that we, we never, never imagined that we could have done 
and um but I mean, there have been there have been many times where I told Cliff where to stick Dave Ramsey and <laughs> where Dave Ramsey could stick his ideas, and but um, but it works. It does. It so works. To answer your question, it took about four to four to uh, five four, four to, to five, five years. years, and I I will tell you that we. I don't think we cheated, but we, you know, we we saw some major process progress with the baby steps and stuff like that. Um, but when it came down to the end of the wire, um, there we did take one step that Dave Ramsey probably would not have approved of. Mm-hmm. But we don't care because we're not no. here to prove we're not here to uh, to please him. Uh, but what I can tell you is that the last I think eight thousand dollars that we paid off, I took out of my pension account. Yep. So, uh, you know, I had a pension and, and I, I, I took out enough money to cover the last bits of our debt and also to cover the taxes and penalties for taking that withdrawal. Taking it out. And I don't regret that. It was a good decision. And we and it allowed us to start this business. And it allowed us to get to the place where we could leave my career in insurance and start this business without having debt. Right. Well, we wouldn't have started it had we had debt. Exactly. So... And- those, that should answer your question, Ika. I hope that has been helpful and we encourage you to 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 fight the good fight and to live like no one else so later in life you can also live, live like, like no, no one. one else. All right. And by the way, for those that are not familiar with Dave Ramsey, just look up Dave Ramsey on Google. Yep. It'll take you to DaveRamsey.com and check out his book, Total Money Makeover. That now, would be the place in, I would start. Oh, sorry. Um, in connection with that, I, I don't know if it was like after... If a question came in on Facebook after um, we had recorded last week's podcast, but somebody had asked about how we are teaching our kids about money. Richard Marcotte says, and, kids and money, how do you transition them from parents' money to their own money? Which we haven't come across yet because our kids are still minors and Megan will be getting a job soon, but um, doesn't have one yet. Yeah. But our kids understand the cash budget. Um, out of the three of our kids, the, <laughs> the one I see having the most difficulty with money is Matthew because Matthew lives in his own little world. And if it's not outside of his bubble, he really does not think about it. Um, he'll be the one that will really have to, to do, but, but the girls understand the idea of having a budget. The girls understand the idea of cash. Um, I take them, you know, I'll take them shopping and they have, you know, I can say to McKenna, who's 10, you have $100. And this is what, you know, you can get what you can get with $100. And the kid can walk through the store and put things in her cart or, you know, over her arm, depending on where we are, try them on, weed them down by this doesn't look right. I don't really like this on me. And then sit down and say, okay, what I have is going to cost 150 So I have to take out $50 worth of stuff. And, um, and she will she will take out the the things that she can live without yep. and and so our girls can shop on a budget which so i think it will be the the exciting thing there is because you don't have a credit card for those purchases no. There's no, it's like, okay, that's only $7 over. Let's right. just go ahead and swipe the card. And you have $100. And by the way, there's tax. There's on, tax. You know, and and so what has you have to be able to pay for the tax on this too. Yep. So, and and you get to the register and if it's, you know, 101.7, it's like something's got to go. Sometimes mama has 
the 107 and change in her purse. So right. that, that, um, but, but yeah, but the idea, but is, the idea is that, that the girls understand, the girls understand shopping on a budget. Mm-hmm. And so I think it'll be easier for them to trans to transition from yeah. our money to their money. And Matthew and still goes to the on, store with you sometimes like at the grocery store and he sees that you're paying with cash. Oh yeah. He and, knows that we do cash and he, he knows that we don't spend anything over them. That'll be all cliff teaching them to haggle. Mark says in the and that, that that's all you. I don't yeah. I don't do that. Um I don't make those purchases where that happens. But um So he knows that that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But um but then, you know, over this next couple of years, Megan will get a job, Matthew will get a job, and we'll start transferring transitioning them into their own money. With even their own accounts. With their own accounts, even though some responsibilities are still ours until they're 18. Yeah. And and we have that understanding. Yep. Exactly. All that right. Answer thank that you question? for the Yeah, thank you. And by the way, Richard said he was listening in live. So awesome. Richard, That's a good question, too. Yeah. Hello. That's a good question. And, ooh, on the same note, on yes. the, because I've got to share this story. Okay. okay. Um, those who have been listening to us for a long time will uh-huh. know that we are not supporters of the American higher education system. Nope. Oh yes. This is a great story. Having a really difficult time with the idea that Megan really wants to go to college. Mm -hmm. Cliff is really struggling with this. And, um, and so, but at school, you know, we have two kids in high school and from the moment they walk in the door on the first day of freshman year to the minute they leave at graduation senior year, it is college, 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 college. It is shoved down their throat. They are brainwashed children now. And even Matthew, who has no desire to go to college, is even thinking, well, maybe. I don't know. And I don't know yet. I haven't made up my mind. And so shoved down their throat. Yeah. And um, so Megan comes home the other day. And she's always been, she's always been, um, I don't want to say argumentative. But she she's she always, likes to debate. She likes to debate. And she has always, when teachers, when given the opportunity and the teachers bring up, you have to go to college, you have to do this, you have to do that. Um, <laughs> uh, she has always stated our beliefs in that. You, you don't have to. And so um, she's in English the other day and her English teacher says, you have to go to college and it's the only thing worth going in debt for. Uh-oh. And our kid's hand flies in the air and says, I totally disagree with you. There is no reason to go in debt. Um, and so the teacher goes on to say that, um, she goes on to say that that uh, that you can pay it off faster because when you get out of college, you're going you're gonna to get a better job. So you're going to be making more money and you're going to you know do all this. And Megan's like... Hand goes in the air and she's like, well, wait a minute. My dad makes yada, yada, yada amount of money a year. Didn't graduate from college. He dropped out when he was a job. My mom didn't go at all because she had no desire to. And my parents are doing very well. There is no reason to go into debt, especially not to go to school. And um, and the teacher goes, well, there are exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> because Megan made a point about... she. In the point where my dad dropped out, my dad makes this amount of money a year, and um, my mom didn't go. She's like, look, you went to college. You're a teacher. Did that help you pay off your debt? Like, she's really, she got very argumentative. And yeah. I love that it wasn't you have to go to college that 
prompted her to throw her hand up. It was the but debt. It, it was, it, but here is the only reason you have that's a good reason to go into debt. Yeah. And I'm like, and my kid was like, no way. No, there is no, <laughs> there is no good reason to yep. go in debt. Not none. None. There isn't any. If you can't um, afford it. You don't need it. Well, it, I, I would say the, the only thing I can think of is if there was, if, it, well, first of all, if you're not planning for emergencies, I mean, right. but a, a medical condition or something like that and, and the emergency surgeries and, and right. ex- medical expenses, maybe I could see that. But for, yeah. Not, no, but she was, she, you, her if, hand went in the air. She's like, mom, my arm went up so fast. If you have not saved for college, if you're, if, if the money's not there, uh, if you can't get scholarships and and by golly do everything you can right. to do that, then by golly you you go and you take as many classes as, you, as your your part time job or full time job will allow you, will you allow to you go to, to college yeah. if you feel that what you want to do requires a college education. Right. And so she might want to go to school. She, she I mean she wants she she has a desire to go to college right now. Right now she wants to be. A teacher in the sense that I think it's hilarious that she wants to be a teacher in the educational system that she hates almost as much as I do for the same reasons I hate it. I, I just don't understand that because she wants she because there are teachers who make a difference in a child's life and that's what she wants to I do. I totally agree with that. And give I give her time. I will give her time. She's fifteen. I know. And give here's her time. the thing: I think it's totally possible for her to be that type of influence. In, in the same type of age range of kids' lives and to do it in a place, in, in a way that does not participate in that broken system and also would allow her to generate a significantly more amount of money, which she wouldn't have to go to all this other stuff and it would allow her to do it and it would it would free it up. She wouldn't have the red tape and she wouldn't have to jump through the hoops and the fake give all her, that other give junk. Give her time. She's, no, she's 15. Not, she needs, some of this she needs to come to on her own I and know. not do because this is what dad said I needed to do. I know. And and I haven't said these things to her. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I already have in my mind some conversations that Megan and I will have um, when I think that she's ready to sit down and have an open yeah. discussion. Because and that probably won't be for another two or three years. Don't forget, she went into freshman year. I'm not going to college. I have no desire to go to college. She's Nothing been brainwashed by those people. That's what I'm telling you. That, and she's I had even a, said and our she's, kids have been brain. Matthew went, he's been, he, Matthew has been in high school for seven weeks. Yeah. Seven weeks. And he already thinks he might go to college. Mm-hmm. And she's been in for nine months and seven weeks. Yep. Like they've had more time to warp her brain. Um, so. <laughs> I love how we talk about this. People are like, there's people out there like hitting the stop button, hitting unsubscribe. I don't care. That I don't care either. I don't care that it's, it's my opinion. The, the system is flawed. The system is so in going to college is not about getting an education. It's about partying. It's it's about socializing. It's about huge universities making money. It's there are I there are say, exceptions. Hold on, and you know what? There there are a couple things. You're right. There are some exceptions. I will say this: that when you go to college, it does. There there are some things that it can do for you, such as it can help you. Uh, kind of grow into some responsibilities to learn how to apply, yeah. learn new information, assimilate that information and and stuff like that. It also helps you sometimes learn how to, with your own wings, learn how to interact with others and work together and, and all that stuff. There's also a couple 
there are a couple different things. Like, for example, if I'm going in for brain surgery, do I want Do you somebody, want an educated doctor? I would I would like an educated doctor. So yeah. if if somebody's gonna operate on my brain, I would like to go and, and talk to somebody. I would like to have that person be somebody who is college educated. Right. So and and there are several other things, but for a majority of the things that people want to do and what they're called to do in life, um there are other ways to there do are it. other ways to do it. Yeah. And and I yeah. So many things. So. So I'm, I'm sure I'm, that this topic will come up several times in the future. I'm sure. Awesome. So We have three children to get through high school. Are you ready for a question from our friend Maggie Mack? Sure. All right. So, and uh, and I have to actually do her sign off the way she used to do it in the way she called in. She she says, <laughs> she's, you have to say this the way that I usually do on my voicemail yeah. since it's written. She says, hi, Steph and Cliff. I'm behind on listening to podcasts. Do either of you have any plans to read the Outlander series? Eight books so far. It's really good stuff. A great universe and characters. I'm obsessed and reading the books for a second time. I read all eight in over a year. Bye-bye. <laughs> I do want to read Outlander. I do. It's I do not wanna... something that I have um, purchased yet, but uh, I do want to read them. I came away from Scotland absolutely obsessed with Scotland and the history of the clan wars. And I came back and we, Father Roderick told us about the Outlander series and he said it was amazing. And we came back and watched the Outlander series, fell in love with that first season. I'd watch it again. Uh, And you know what? I think we should probably watch it again just before it comes back Mm -hmm. on. And so it'll be weird to read the books after having already seen the first season of the thing because it's so much is based upon it. Now, I've read articles that say... um, Season one is very close to the first book. But the rest of them but the are rest going of to the, deviate. Right. Like season two, he's, um, I think it was uh, I think it was the director. I don't remember who the interview was with, but it, season two deviates more from the book than, than season one does the first book. Right. Just because there are elements that have to change for storytelling. Yep. So the question Maggie is asking is, do we have plans to read the Outlander series? And I would say that it is currently on our desired reading list. Absolutely. I have plans to read Outlander. Wonderful. All right. And then the final question that has come in is from Elena. And she says, I love your show and I'd rather hear. Okay. I love your show and I'd love to hear what books Stephanie has been reading. (laughs) I she says, I've read Redeeming Love at your suggestion, and I ended up rereading it as soon as I finished because it was so good. I love Redeeming Love. I actually, I have not read that book this year. I haven't read it since that first time. And well, I'm, I've read it every year since the first time I read it. Gotcha. I, I would love to, you know what, that's a book that I would love to reread and do a podcast just on that one book. I love that book. I was just... While driving the other, thinking about my favorite part of that book, mm-hmm. and um, and just the the visual image that I have when I read that that part, and it's I I love I love it. Yeah. Um. I will. I might read that before I read the new Twilight book. Interesting. Cool. I love Redeeming Love. Such a good book. So her question is: What books is Stephanie reading now? <laughs> I read a lot of romance books. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, my 
my life is so busy and and so hurried that I read a lot of things that help me um, escape into something else. I love relationship dynamics. Um, I read a lot of books about um, about redeeming people, about um, finding redemption in in your life. Um, I don't. I couldn't tell you any really titles because I don't. I don't know, right. but um, but I like stories about people being redeemed in one way or another. Mm-hmm. I um, the kids were the kids were somewhere and they <laughs> were talking about this book and it was about they named off three things. It was maybe it was past abuse and redemption and and something else but they're like oh mom you've got to read that that's totally your kind of book (laughs) and so i i read i read a lot of things that help me escape but um i absolutely love redeeming love if you're looking for more books like that i'd suggest anything by francine rivers yep she's um an amazing author i read the one was it and the shofar blue is that the one i read Mm -hmm. yep that was very good um mark of the lion series is excellent i've read that um, the Atonement Child is another Francine Rivers book that I really, really like. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for more like Redeeming Love, I'd read anything from Francine Rivers. But I, I read stuff that is a quick, easy read, something that I can, you know, when I'm in the car waiting for kids to get out of one activity or another, um, something I don't have to put a lot of mental focus into. Right. Well, there you go. That wraps up all of our questions and our topics that we prepared for this week. If you would like to ask questions for our podcast, please email us feedback at gspn.tv and just put question for family from the heart in the subject line and we will cover it in a future episode, hopefully. Uh, Again, it's feedback at gspn.tv is the email address. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you want to support the content that we're creating here, you can go to... Uh, patreon.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. Until next time, we encourage you to live your life on purpose. Podcast and some man.